this is Natalie Henry with Season Destiny, where you are always empowered to make the right decisions in life. Today, I am continuing the Abundant Life series based on our text scripture, John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus declares the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. In part two of this teaching series, we are taking a look at the cure for sin. Now, the last video teaching of the Abundant Life series, I shared with you the effects of sin and why mankind is not living the abundant life of God. When God created man, he was given everything that was needed to live an abundant life. But because of disobedience to God's word, sin entered the world and separated mankind from the source of the abundant life, which is God himself. The good news is that the story doesn't end there for us. God in his grace has made a way for us to be reconciled, which is reconnected to him through his son, Jesus, the Messiah. Romans chapter 6, 23 tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God and ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, spiritually they died, and they left the protective covering of the glory of God. God had to put them out of the Garden of Eden because he could not allow them to continue to eat from the tree of life and live forever in a sinful state. However, when God dealt with them and the serpent, he told the serpent, the seed of the woman will crush your head and you will bruise his heel, according to Genesis 3.15. This God declared of Jesus who was to come into the earth to pay the price for sin and give mankind access to the Father once more. So before we continue, I just want to pray. Father God, I thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. I thank you for your love. I thank you, O Lord God, that you have not um, left us without a provision, O God, and you have given us your Holy Spirit. You have also given us your Son, Jesus Christ, that we may be able to live and walk in the abundant life that you have promised. So Lord God, open the eyes of our understanding that we may be able to see and comprehend all that you have given us today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you are just joining us, today we are talking about um, the cure for sin. This is part two in the Abundant Life series. Today I want to take a look at John chapter 6 verses 1 to 14. And it reads, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Verse 11, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, the key verse I want to take a look at is verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory 
as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, as I said before, God provided a cure for sin. And this cure came in the form of his son, Jesus. Jesus is God's cure for sin of humanity. It is only through Jesus the Messiah that we can receive forgiveness for our sins. The prophet Isaiah saw this in what Jesus had to endure in order to be able to pay the ultimate price for our sins. Remember, like I said before, Romans 6.23 declares the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So the prophet Isaiah said, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5. See, nothing Jesus endured while on earth or when he was crucified was because of him. According to Romans, excuse me, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, states that he, God, made him, which is Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Jesus. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. He suffered to give us access to the Father to live an abundant life through him. Bible declares that through one man's disobedience, which is Adam, sin entered the world. And in like manner, one man's obedience, Jesus, we are saved from God's wrath if we accept the gift of salvation. Now, let us answer the question of why God had to provide a cure. John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. There was nothing within ourselves that could give us that access back to God. Once sin entered the world, we were separated from God and we had no spiritual connection with God. Remember, when God created Adam and Eve, the Bible said that he used to come and speak with them, commune with them during the daytime. He would come and he would speak to them while they were in the garden. So God had a relationship. He had a fellowship with them. And when sin entered and God put them out of the garden, there was no longer that connection. There was no longer that fellowship, that communion where God and man would talk on a regular basis and he would communicate with man. So God had to prepare a way back so that we could have that communion, that fellowship with him once more. So Jesus declaring, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. God had to give us his son, Jesus Christ. You know, John 1, 14 says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, when Jesus said this, 
and declared who he was. Jesus was actually talking to his disciples and he was telling them that he was about to go back to the father and he was speaking to his disciples and he said you know I am going back to the father but you don't have to worry because I'm going to the father and I'll be back again because I'm going to prepare a place for you but when I come I will take you with me and you don't have to worry because you know the way and you know where I'm going. Thomas said to him you know Lord we don't know where you're going and we don't know the way so Jesus said to him you know I am the way and the truth and the life the interesting thing about this is that Jesus used those words and they understood the words that he spoke in this sense when God gave his commands to the children of Israel he declared that he is God he is the one and true God so Jesus making the connection with him and the father being the way, you know, the one true God. And the law was given so that it would show the people it was the way that they were to live. And the way of the commandment was it was a guide that would teach them and lead them into all truth and into all life. It was leading them to the right way that God desired for mankind to live and in that provision of the law God had given them the um, sacrifices and the atone that they would have to do in order to atone for sin now those sacrifice was not able to take away the sin of man but it would cover their sin each year they would make atonement for their sins doing blood sacrifices so God told them you know do not eat anything with its blood because life is in the blood so with the blood sacrifices they were made they made atonement for sin which produced life so therefore Jesus coming to declare I am the way and the truth and the life in all essence he is declaring I am who God declared, I am the word, as according to John 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the way, he is the one, the truth and the life. It was his blood that was shed to give us life. So Jesus declaring, I am the way, the truth and the life is the essence of the scripture of John chapter 1. Verse 14, the word become flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as if the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Now, I am going to give you five reasons. These aren't the only reasons, but I'm just outlining the five very basic reasons dealing with the, the topic that we're touching on today. The cure for sin. The five basic reasons why I believe and what the scripture declares why God had to make a provision, a cure for sin. You know, as mentioned before, Jesus paid the penalty for sin. The penalty for sin had to be paid. And as I mentioned before, the wage of sin is death. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, before God put them out, he placed a covering over them. Genesis chapter 3.21 tells us that he took skin and made clothes for them. Here we see that something had to die for God to make the covering he gave them. In like manner, Jesus Christ, the sacrifice that was made on our behalf, he had to die to give us access back to the Father, which brings us to number two. He had to provide cure for sin so that we could have access 
to the Father. And there is no other means by which we can have access to the Father. Acts chapter 4 verse 8 to 12 tells us this. And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we this day are judged for a good deed done to the helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Ephesians 2.18 declares, For through him, which is Jesus, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So here we see the word of God clearly outlines and declares that Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, the only one who has died and raised again from the dead to give us life and access to the Father. And there is no other name on earth by which man or under the earth that man shall be saved. It is through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Thirdly, God had to provide a cure in order for us to live according to his plan and purpose for our lives. See, God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And only when we are connected to him through Jesus, that we are able to receive his desires and purpose and plan for our lives. So, 1 Corinthians 2.12 tells us, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit whom is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. See, we have to have that connection. There has to be that redemption. We have to have that connection for us to receive all that God has freely given to us. And we receive that through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1 verse 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So, if you want to receive what God has for you, it is found only in Christ. And through Christ, we are connected and we have that access to receive God. Let's take a look again. Let's review what I'm saying about, you know, why God had to send a cure for sin. One, the penalty for sin had to be paid. Two, to give us access to the Father. And number three is in order for us to live according to God's plan and purpose for our life. Number four, to receive God's covenant promise he made through Abraham. According to Ephesians 3.6, we are partakers of the promise in Jesus Christ through the gospel. See, when we accept Jesus Christ by faith, we become heirs by faith the bible tells us that abraham believed god and it was accounted to him as righteousness paul declares that the just shall live by faith so in order for us to receive god's promises you know he made through abraham which is our forefather galatians three thirteen and 14 says christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law 
having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. In order for us to receive the promise, God had to send a cure for sin, which is Jesus Christ. Galatians 3.29 says, And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So if you want to inherit the blessings of Abraham, as we call them, then you have to receive the cure for sin, which is Jesus Christ. And this is just the simplest form way I could put it, the cure for sin, because everybody, we need a cure for something, but we have to know that God's cure for sin is ultimately Jesus Christ and nothing else. So number five, reason why God had to send a cure for sin. God had to send a cure for sin to be an extension of his love and grace in the earth. God in him, self in his full form as he is could not come down and deal with mankind so he took on the flesh like john 1 14 says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us god took on body form in order to have to deal with mankind and that was an extension of himself his grace and his love just as how jesus had come in the flesh to touch humanity God uses us as ambassadors to reach others. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 20 declares, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. See, God uses people to share the good news, to let others know of the redemptive power of Jesus, who has conquered death, hell, and the grave, and has given us access to the Father to live an abundant life in power and authority. See, it is not God's desire that any man should perish, so he had made provision for you and I to live in covenant agreement with him and to keep his commands. Just as how I have received Jesus, the cure for my sins in my life, and now God is using me to be able to bring this message to you of the abundant life, that is what God has done for me in it is not just available for me, but it's also available for you. God uses people to declare his word, to be able to share with others. We are now ambassadors of Jesus Christ to share, to be that person that God used to touch the life of others, to be an extension of his grace and love in the earth. Now, once you and I accept jesus christ and have that connection with father now he uses us to take that same message of redemption to those who needs to be delivered from a life of sin darkness and hopelessness so 
how do we access the abundant life? In order to partake of the abundant life, you must acknowledge and confess your sins before God. The Bible declares we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So there's not one person on this earth can declare that they have no sin. Sin is in the world. We are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. There is none righteous, the Bible says. Not one. Even if we think that we are righteous, our righteousness is like filthy rags before him. So in order to have access to the abundant life, you must see your need for redemption from sin. For without a need, there can't be a supply. Let me say that again. You must see your need for redemption from sin. For without a need, there can't be a supply. If you don't believe that you have sin in your life or that you are in need of redemption, the blood of Jesus Christ, his redemptive work, his power, you will not be able to receive it. And there is no supply for you. As Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 puts it, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, who was crucified and buried, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Salvation is a free gift from God, and only those who accept it can live the abundant life that is promised through Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 and 11 tells us, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and becoming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. Now remember, the first time I talked about this abundant life, I told you this abundant life is not about riches and wealth, though it is God who has given us the power to gain wealth. The abundant life that God promises us is what God had declared in Genesis when he created man. The Bible says that he blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, and gave them dominion over everything. So the abundant life that I'm talking about is, it is of power and authority, the ability to take dominion over every situation in life. So today, for those of us who have not yet received Jesus Christ, our cure for sin, you know, God's cure for sin, I want to just take this opportunity to lead you into a prayer of confession. And I just want you to repeat with me. Father God in heaven, I thank you for your son Jesus Christ 
that you have given him to pay the penalty. You have given him to be the cure for my sin. I receive and I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin, that he rose again, and now he's seated at the right hand of God. I accept him now. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Now, I just want to pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you will receive all that God has for you. You are now able to have fellowship and communion with your Heavenly Father. And for those of you who have accepted Christ and believe that He is the way, the truth, and the life, and you know that you have access to the abundant life, you are heirs of the promise, but you have not yet fully come to the understanding or you have not fully understand that you have the power and authority to be able to live that abundant life because that is what Jesus Christ died to give us power and authority over death, hell, and the grave and everything that is on earth that is not according to God's will. I pray today that you will come to the full understanding of who you are in Christ and that God has given you everything to be successful in this earth and in the life to come in eternity with him. And I declare that the Holy Spirit will just baptize each and every one with power in the name of Jesus and that you will be able to walk in boldness and in the authority that has been given to you through God. So I just give God all the praise and all the glory for this teaching as I've been talking about, you know, God's cure for sin, which is Jesus Christ and the reasons why God had to provide the cure for sin. And it is to pay the penalty for sin. The penalty for sin had to be paid. God provided us a cure for sin to give us access back to him. And he also provided the cure for sin in order for us to live according to his plan and purpose for our lives. So that we can receive his covenant promises he made through Abraham. And also that we can be an extension of his love and grace on earth. So today I want you to go forth in the power and authority that has been given to you in Jesus Christ. To God be all the glory. Amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching. This is Natalie Herney with Season Destiny, where you are always empowered to make the right decisions in life. If you have been blessed by the word of God, please visit my website, seasondestiny.com, to learn more about the ministry and to be able to sign up for updates on more video teachings and other teachings that I will be doing in the future. Until next time, have a blessed day.